Christians, and, and we thank you for, for everyone here who has the, the heart of wanting to be obedient in the tithe and offering, and, and we just pray that you use these finances uh, wisely, too, for your kingdom's work. And I just pray, too, that as, as people um, are faithful in their tithing, that also this money will grow to, to do and to uh, accomplish greater things for your, for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, how many, how many people know what this is? It's a Bible? Well, you know, all I see is I see a picture of a fish. I see uh, my, my cover. And I, I, see, uh, I see some words. Hmm. That, that's all I see. I see a Bible. Isn't there more to it than, than just that? Isn't there more to the Bible than, than just a book? I think we misunderstand the importance of, of God's word. So today, we're, we're talking about faith. And as I go along and um, try to grasp the concept of faith, I, I realize that everything that we need to know about faith is in this word. So let's pray that God will speak to us this morning. And we won't look at this this book that I have in my hand is just the, the uh, letters and the cover, but we'll look at this book differently t- after today. We'll l- look and see why it's so important to, to learn, how, learn about our faith. So let, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today, and I, I just pray that you would teach us today about faith and about obedience, because they go together, and we pray that you help our hearts not just to hear the word, um, but to receive it in our hearts and put it into practice today. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. So in this book, it talks about, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Is, isn't that amazing that we have a God who put the stars in the sky, who gave us the sun every morning, he gave us the, the moon at night, he gave us all the beauty of the flowers. Uh, he he uh, creates each one of us individually. We, we all have different characteristics. And so he sees his creation as, as very good. Everybody, everybody here is very important. Everybody here is, is very important to God in, in, in his eyes. There isn't one person here who's, who's less important than the other. There isn't one person here that he doesn't, doesn't care about or love. There isn't one person here that he really wants to have the best for all of us. There isn't one person here that he doesn't want us to, um, he wants to use us in some way. So the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Wow, if we know that the word of God is his word. So everything that the Bible says is God's word speaking to us and speaking to man. And the word of God also was Jesus. The hope that we have in the word is a salvation, and the hope we have is, is in Jesus. And when we, when we open up our hearts and let Jesus come into our life, then, then we'll know 
we'll know this word. We'll know the living word. It, well, there's a relationship between this word, the living word, and, and Jesus also. So let's go. Let's talk about faith. Faith and obedience go together. You can't separate the two. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. So when it's looking at the word, that word substance, it means we're assured. If we know God's word is true, we know everything in the word comes to pass, then, then we can be assured that the things hoped for will, will come true. And also the things are not seen, the evidence. Evidence is a proof, just like in the court. There's proof that would convict a, 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 a criminal. There's, there's proof that says, okay, this person did this, this, and we know for sure without a doubt. In the same way, so the evidence of things not yet seen, there's, there's proof. So the, so the Bible is God's way of speaking to us. And so if we know God's word all the way through the Bible, then we know God. When we know God, then we'll understand about faith. Because everything God's word says will, will give us faith. So God says, what does God say in his word? He's the creator. He's, he's, our, he's our salvation. He's our healer. He, if we have sickness, he'll bring healing to us. So when we start to understand God's word, we start going through it, getting different concepts and things about God, then, then we'll understand faith. That's how we, that's how we capture, capture faith in our life. So at home, I, I printed out uh, two, about 270, just a, a, approximately, verses about the descriptions of God and, and the characteristics of God. So there's about 270. So I'm going to go through them and meditate on the word and see the different characteristics and I know as I do that, my own, in my own personal life, my faith is going to change because I'll start to start thinking biblically. I'll start thinking about God according to his Bible, what he says about God. You know, he's, a, he's our salvation. He's our healer. Uh, he's, he gives us peace. He gives us love. He's our shield. There's this verse after verse that talks about the attributes of God. And when I can get those attributes of God in, in my brain... Then my, then my faith is going to rise up. So it's not, even, it's not even me trying to work up my faith. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm going to pray for this person, so I have to work up my faith. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have faith. But that, that's not how it is. How it is is that we believe God's word, and the Holy Spirit will use God's word to, to build up faith in us. So, so it's not about us you know, trying to work harder. Oh, well, I'm going to pray for this person, but I, oh, I really don't believe that God can heal this person. It's, it's not that way. It's, it's what we believe about God's word. God's word says he does want to heal us. He does want to set us free. So when I'm thinking that, running that through my mind, okay, God, your word says you want to heal this person. So I'm going to trust in your word. So in, in that sense, I'm not trying to work up my faith. I'm not trying to you know, say, oh, I have to believe. I got to believe. I'm supposed to believe. Well, I really don't this time, but we believe what God's word says, and that's going to help, help in our faith. It says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So God does want us to have faith, and it's pleasing to him. 
is pleasing to him. What happens in our life when we don't have faith? I know there's times in my life where I simply don't have any faith about something. And what happens to me is I get disappointed. What happens to me sometimes, I just, oh, I, just, I, just I just quit on something. And what happens to me sometimes is, is I just get disappointed about something. I don't, I don't see something happening or it's not, happening, it's not come to pass yet. And I just get disappointed and I just say, well, what's, what's the use? So, but that's really doubt. You know, that's not really walking with God. That's not really walking in faith. You know, God wants us to, to believe that, that he is really going to do the work in our life, whatever it is, whatever he calls us to do. Okay, so the Bible says in Romans ten seventeen it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So remember we were talking about how, you know, when we go through God's word, we start understanding about God and, and his love and his grace and his forgiveness. When we start, when we start um, learning about those things in his word, then the faith will rise up and the spirit will work through us. And, you know, whenever our faith rises up, there's nothing that he can't do. There's absolutely nothing that he can't do. If he can create the stars and the, and the earth and the sky and all the pretty flowers... You know, he created that for us to see. And, and every morning, uh, usually when I drive Mary Jo to work, I see the sun, sun rise above the, the mountains, or I'll see the, the, uh, uh, the fog over the, uh, the lake. You know, there'd be different fog formations. You know, sometimes you see a, a cloud just out by itself, and then sometimes you'll see a, a big fog, uh, uh, fog formation. And that's, that's God's creation. In the, in the same way, he wants us to have, have faith like that. You know, he wants us to have the faith that he can do great things in our life. Okay, so I'm going to just talk a little bit about the pattern of faith in the Old Testament. We're going to look at some of the uh, Old Testament characters. And um, the, the first thing that usually happens in, in faith, this is, this is kind of the, the process of faith. So, so number one is that, um, that God speaks to us. He'll speak to us either through his word. You know, sometimes he speaks to us through other people. Sometimes we're in prayer and we'll, we'll get an impression in our hearts about something. You know, so, so God, he's always wanting to communicate with us. So that's the first step in faith. The second one is in our hearts, there's like a stirring, you know, something, something in my heart that will, will change and I'll have a desire to do something and it'll just be stirring in there. And then this is, this is, the, this is the, the third one. This is the hard one. The hard one is to step, to step out and do what God's asking you to do. That, that's the hardest one because for me, as we all have different ways of how we grew up. And a lot of times our own thinking always gets in the way to what, what God really wants us to do. Always. Always the enemy either tries to stop us, either it's our own thinking or our our emotions, or, or just, there's always something that really keeps us from, from, or fear, that keeps us from stepping out in, in faith, stepping out, walking, walking with God. And always, too, this, this is why this step is so important, step three, is if we don't step out, then we won't see, we won't see the results. It's it, always, in, the, always in, in, in faith. If we don't step out and walk with God, we just, he just doesn't show us the end. 
He doesn't show us the results. So that's why it's, it's like me being blindfolded and then trusting that God is going to walk me. You know, let's say, let's say I'm blindfolded and he says, turn right, and I turn right. He says, turn left, turn left, go straight, go straight. See, I can't see where I'm going. God knows where I'm going, but I can't see where I'm going. But yet, I follow his instructions. And then sooner or later, he's going to show me what the results were. And so that's why faith is so hard for us, uh, because we have to see the results. We always we want to know the end. We want to know what's going to happen. We, we want to know... We, want to know all the steps and how to get there. But for some reason, God doesn't operate that way most of the time. Most of the time, we have to step out. Then he says, okay, I want you to go this place. Take another step. I want you to go another place. Take another step. And that's how he operates. He doesn't show us the whole thing. But if we stay here and we don't take a step, we're never going to reach. We're never going to reach and do what, what God wants us to do. And then the, the fourth step. This is the fourth step. This is the good part. The, the, the good part in the Old Testament, whenever God, when people obey God, then their blessing came. Then they saw the results. Then, then they saw the power and the greatness of God. Then, then they saw victory in their life. So, so there's, I want everyone to be encouraged today to step out in faith and see the results that God has there's a lot of times that um, I always feel like I should just stop on the side of the road and talk to somebody. And I just, just always hesitate because I always, I always you know, reason it out or I'm busy or I don't have enough time. But yet, and also too, if someone's in the, is sick or in a wheelchair or something, for me, I kind of hesitate. Well, you know, God's not really going to heal that person anyway. So, so I have to get over, over that kind of a thinking and, and start operating in faith. And start believing that, okay, I'm going to go pray for this person, and I'm going to believe your word says that you heal, and I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to go pray for that person, no matter what the outcome. And Mary Jo and I, we always pray for people. Wherever we go, we try to pray for people. But we haven't seen like someone come out of the wheelchair yet, but it doesn't mean maybe they came out the next day. Maybe, maybe God just didn't show us. So we, so we, have to, we can't just sit and reason about you know, well, how God's going to work or anything, but we just have to be take that step of obedience and, and see. If he shows us the outcome, good. If he doesn't, then we still, still trust that he's going to work in our life. Okay, so let's, go, let's talk about Noah. It says, by faith, okay, okay Paul's talking about in Hebrews 7.11, by faith, uh, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark, for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and because became heir of righteousness, which is according to his faith. In 2 Peter 2, 5, it says, And he did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the, the world of the ungodly. Genesis 9, 1 says, so, so God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So, so number one, the first step in faith here is that Noah was divinely warned. So he got the word of God. He got, he got a message from God. He was, he was warned of the things not yet seen. Okay, so that's faith, not yet, not yet seen. Amen. Moved with godly fear. So in his heart, you can see that there was a stirring 
he, he, understands, he understands the moving in his heart. He understands what's going to happen. Okay, now here's a step of faith. Remember, the third one is the step of faith. So he started building an ark. And this, this ark, you, you got you to figure, figure this out. This ark is, you know, is 450 feet. But, but, the, but the, uh, the football field is, I think, 360 feet from, from the end zone to end zone, including the end zones, to 360 feet. And it's 75 feet wide and 45, they figured 45 feet high. And so, if you can imagine, okay, here, here's Noah. He's, he's setting up this boat in his backyard, this big boat. Yeah, and, and if, there's, if there isn't any lake around, what sense would that be? You know, you're building this boat in your backyard, and there's no lake. There's no way you can move the boat to the lake. So what are, what are people thinking? And, and he's spending all this time, they figure between the, between the starting of the building of the ark to, to the fulfillment that God put the flood on the earth was like 120 years. So, so, so think about that. You're, you're, you're sitting here. You're getting all this wood and, and all the people to help all the craftsmen to build this big boat. And so what are you going to do with it once it, get, when it gets built? So, so for 120 years, that means Noah was probably laughed at and he was made fun of and, and uh, people thought he was crazy. But yet he was, he was showing that he was getting ready for the things that, that God called him to do. He's getting ready for the, the purposes that God called him for. So, in, so the pattern, in, again, is he was warned of things not yet seen. He was moved by God, and he made the ark. Okay, now let's look at the, let's look at the, income, the outcome. Okay, first of all, the outcome was what? The godly were taken off the earth, weren't they? So, so that is pretty serious when we when we look at this one. It's that's what it says. The un, ungodly was taken off the earth. Noah's family was saved. Noah's family was saved, and God blessed Noah and his family. So the blessings came through that through that example in, in the Old Testament. So what was the results? Were way even though he had to work hard and, and do all the things and get, get made fun at. But look at the results. They were, they were pretty important, weren't they? Okay, let's look at another one. Here's another one. Let's go to Hebrews 11, 8 through 9. It says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive an inheritance. And he came out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac, and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, for he waited for the city with, with, which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Let's look in Genesis 12, 1 through 4. It says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you a great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in, all, in, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Okay, let's take a look. Now, now God gives, gives a direction. 
The first one is, is, is hearing his word. And what is his word is to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he says he went out not knowing who he was going. How, how foolish would that look nowadays if, if I brought the, uh, uh, the moving van home to, to our house? How, how, how funny would it look? And I was going to tell Mary Jo, well, Mary Jo, I, I have to load up all the furniture and, and we have to get going. And then she's going to ask, well, where are you going? She says, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, God just told me to, to bring the moving, ha- moving van home, load up all the furniture and bring, bring the cats with us too. We have to bring the cats, not forget them. We have it, yeah. <laughs> and, and we're going to go, you know. So, so it looks really very foolish. But let's, let's, look at the, let's look at the outcome. So did Abraham obey? He did. What was the sacrifice? He had to leave his country. He had, everything that was familiar to him, he left his people, and, and he had to leave his father's house. If anyone ever lived in one place for a really long time, you know, it's hard to move. It's really hard to move. When you're used to the surroundings and... And you're used to knowing where all the stores are at, and and it's, and it's really hard to move. It really takes a step of faith to to go somewhere. So in the same way, Abraham was there for I think it's seventy. I think seventy five years. I don't know if he actually actually lived there, but it was about seventy five years. And so um, uh, you have to think that he's on his way out. So what was the outcome then? What, what was the outcome of his obedience? First of all. His name was made great. Uh, he, he was made a great nation. God blessed him, and, and then God used Abraham as a blessing to others. So again, the, res, the results of, of faith. Um, let's, look at, let's look at one more. Hebrews eleven seventeen through 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up from the dead, from which he also received him, in a figurative language. So when it was time for God to test Abraham, just think about this one. This one's even harder. You can could, you could see how... It, especially in the Old Testament, it was, it was very important to, to, to have children. Uh, and, the, and when they couldn't have children, they tried, they tried different ways. You know, they, they tried with uh, Ishmael. They had Ishmael. But it wasn't God's, God's plan. So what, what was God's plan? After, after a while, you know, God allowed them, even at 90, 90 and 100 years old, to, to, have, to have children, even... Even um, at, when they said they were, they were dead, they each said to each other they were dead in, in the sense that they couldn't have children. But now, now they're able to have this child. And then God says, well, I want you to take him up and offer him as a sacrifice. But, but yet, let's look at the next one. It says, Genesis 22, 1 and 2 says, Now it came to pass after these things that, that God tested Abraham and said to him, here am I. Then he said, Take now your sons, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering 
one of the, on one of the mountains of which I tell you. And Abraham said, may God, may my son, God will provide for himself a, a lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. So even though, uh, even though he had to go up and offer his son, he, in his heart he believed that, that maybe God had something else for it. But yet he went to the point, it says, uh, Genesis 22, verse 10, it says, And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. He went up to the, uh, to the, to the mountain, and he was re- actually ready to do it. He was ready to do it, to slay his son. But then, but then it says, But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here am I. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. He, he obeyed God, and he was actually ready to, to slay his son. And just think what was going through his mind. But yet, he still, he passed the test. He, he did something that didn't make any sense again. He, he did something that, that would just be terrible, because that's his only, that's his only son. That's the only chance to, to meet the promises that God had for him, of, of having many descendants, many descendants as the stars. It says, then Genesis twenty two fifteen through 18, it says, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, Be myself, I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing. You have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. God really blessed Abraham when, when he tested him and, and he passed the test. In, in the same way, too, God will test us in different things to, to see if we're faithful to him, to see if we'll follow him, see if he'll wait for his, his best for our life. He'll, he'll test us to see... Uh, if we ha- can have the right attitudes. Uh, James, let's look at James 20, 20 through 24. It says, But do you, know, do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son to the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by f- works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was filled with, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accredited to him, accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called to be the friend of God. You see that the, a man is justified by works and not by faith only. So faith and obedience, they, they go together. So faith, when we only have faith in something, it should produce the, it should produce the outcome. It should produce the works that we need to do. Do the things that, that God called us to do. So. Yeah, I just want to share a little more. Um, Paul, I want to look at Paul. Do you remember that Paul was told by the, actually told by the Holy Spirit that if he traveled to a certain city, that it said train, 
chains and tribulation would await him there. And actually a prophet prophesied over him. He says, don't go to Jerusalem because if you go there, you're going to be bound in the spirit. But, you know, Paul said, I don't count my life dear to myself. He says, I want to finish my race with joy. And he says, I've been called to testify of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Paul was obedient, even though he knew that something bad was waiting there for him. He, he had enough faith and obedience to do what the Lord Jesus Christ called him to do. And, you know, Paul also told Timothy, you know, Paul was discipling Timothy, and he told him, fight the good fight of faith. So you can see that when we have faith, it's not a passive work. You know, he says fight. So there's an aggressive stance there. And he says it's a good fight of faith. It's not a bad fight like fighting in the church or fighting in the family or different nations. That's a bad type of a fight. He's saying you need to fight, but this is a good fight because it's going to have good outcomes. And I really believe that, you know, the Lord is calling us to continue on. You know, I really, I know that every person here in this church, that there's a challenge in your life that the Lord's asked you to do. I don't know what it is, but you know. Maybe God is um, dealing with you about an area of your character, your attitude towards people. Maybe there's a certain sin in your life, and you know it's not right. But yet you just don't have the faith to believe that God can get you through it. But you have to take that first step. You have to obey first. You have to do it first. Maybe some of you, God's put a dream in your heart, and you, you just don't see it. You don't, you know, it just doesn't look like it could ever come to pass. You know, you, you just like, you know, I have this thing. I believe the Lord's spoken to me. My heart's been stirred about it. But in the natural, I do not see how that can come to pass. You need to keep contending and believing by faith that God can do it. If it's something God's spoken to you. And, you know, again and again, one thing I really like, Neil was reading scripture after scripture after scripture. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. You know, the more you read God's word, the more you meditate on God's word, the more you hear God's word, faith will start to arise in your heart. I know one thing I like to do is I like to just um, look back and remember the goodness of God in my life. You know, all the situations he's gotten me out of, all the things he's protected me from, all the things that looked impossible, but he brought me through even though I didn't know what he was doing. And when I start to think and remember those things, faith starts to rise in my heart. You know, when we worship and praise the Lord, when we start calling upon his name and his attributes, you know, that he's the all-powerful God, you know, he's the God of mercy, he's the God of love. When you start to do that, faith arises in your heart. But yet we have to do these things. We can't just be passive and sit there and, God, give me more faith. We have to step out in obedience to what the Lord asks us to do. And he says, you know, you're to enter in my courts with thanksgiving, into my courts with praise. You need to be a people that praise me all the days of your life. He says, you need to be a people that pray. He says, pray without ceasing. He says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. You need to be a people that are in my word. And he says, if you love me, you'll obey my word. So it goes way further than just knowing God's word in your mind, you know, but you have to have it in your heart to the point where you are willing to obey God's word and by faith do it and know that a blessing will come from that. Yeah. So today...
Our, our message is over with already. <laughs> it's a short one, but I hope that even though it's short, that, that we can remember this. Remember that um, how important it is that we know his word, that we look at his word, that we understand God. We understand the importance of, of following him. We understand the importance of listening to his voice. I know nowadays that there's so many distractions, the cell phone, the, the computer games, the TV, the, the uh, text messaging, the, uh, the radio, the, there's, there's the neighbors distracting us. There's so many distractions in our life. But God is asking us to shut them off sometime. You know, how, how can we hear from God if we're hearing from these things, but we're not hearing from him? Sometimes if we're defeated in our Christian life, then we have to look at it and say, well, what's wrong? Why am I defeated in these areas in my life? Why, why isn't God working through my life? Why isn't there more greater things working and, working and going on in my life, in my service to him? Is it because are we distracted from him? Are we distracted from hearing his voice? If it's sometimes for us, it's really just hard just to sit and listen, listen to God without having a TV going and the computer going. And have we ever just tried to stop and listen, listen to God to what He's saying? Have we, have we seriously sat down and say, God, I don't want to leave this place until I hear from you? You know, have have we ever got that desire where we, where we, where we want to listen to Him every day? If we know, if we know God's word and what He says. We should be excited, and, and we should want to tune in to him because he has the answer for everything. If I'm listening to God, my work goes better, my relationship with Mary Jo goes better, my relationship with other people goes better. The, the, enemy, the enemy can't lie to me and, and deceive me. There's, there's victory. There's more things that God do, do, does through my life. If I, if I spend time with him, I realize that good things happen through you know, God can use me more and more all the time, too. And that's, that's always our desire, to be used more by God. But if we're not tuned in with him, if we're not in prayer, if we're not plugged into his Holy Spirit, then it's really hard for God to do the work in our, in our lives because we're so distracted. We're not, we're not tuned in. We're not, not plugged in. We're not, you know, hearing, hearing from him. So the, so the message today is, is have faith, but also the action. Obedience is, is the action word. So when God is speaking to us, listen to him and, and carry it out, whatever it is that might be. Sometimes, of course, it's in the future. Uh, sometimes we don't see it yet, but yet we know what his word says, so we can believe that it's going to happen someday. And God's, I was just hearing on the radio this morning that, that, that God's not in a hurry. We're, we're always in a hurry, but God's not in a hurry. <laughs> And I, I kind of had to laugh at that because it just seems like he just doesn't, doesn't care when things happen. He just wants the right timing for you. He just wants the best and the right timing for you. But he doesn't really, it some, seems like he doesn't care when it happens <laughs> to me because I mean, it takes so long sometimes. But, but, that, but when it does happen, though, then, then we're ready and then the best thing, this best thing will, um, the best things will happen for our life and the, and the best things that he has for us. Do you want to play some music? So let's, let's just take the time and let's ask God, you know, 
ask God where we might have missed it in our walk with God, where we might have missed it in having faith, where we might have missed it in、um, obeying. And let's just ask God to forgive us and help us to, to make the change.、Uh, so today, this new year, let's, let's really ask Him and say, God, today I want to operate in faith and obedience. And I know as we have that attitude that God will do great things through this church. You know, there's so many people in this world who need to know about Jesus. There's so many people in this world who need the help as far as poverty and, and、uh, the, the sex trade. And there's so many people that need his,、uh, need our help. He, he wants to use us, but he can't use us. Until we're willing to sit down, take a moment out of our lives and ask Him, what purpose? What, where, does, where do you want to use me, God? We're always hindering His work. I, I always tell Mary Jo, it's always man, man who hinders the work of God. If, and if He can't get us to do it, He'll find someone else who can do His work. He, he won't stop. He won't stop. He has a purpose for this, for this world. And, and if, if He doesn't use us, He'll get somebody else. So, so let's really ask God this morning that we just take a time and say, God, you know, you put me on this earth. I know you have a plan and purpose for me. Help me to, to be used by you. Help me to make use of my time for your, for your kingdom. Help me to hear your voice. I, you can say, well, if I'm struggling to hear from you, you know, help, help me to hear your voice. And so let's just take, take that time and, and just ask God. And, and I can see. You can see that there's so many things that could happen if we do this. There's, there's so many things. Just, just like Abraham, he was a blessing to many, many, many people. He was a blessing to many countries. In the same way, we can be a blessing to many people, not just five or six, but we could be a blessing to a thousand people. We could be a blessing to five thousand people. We could be a blessing to ten thousand people if we're just willing to give our lives to Him. And to be used, used by Him. And also, too, I know in this church there's so many gifts. There's so many gifted people. There's so many people with abilities. There's so many people who can do great things. So, if these gifts and abilities can be connected with God working through the Holy Spirit, there's, there's nothing that, that this church can't do. You know, countries. Why can't we reach a country? You know, why can't we reach two countries? The people here have skills with computers and, and all, all, kinds of, all kinds of skills. Why can't people, why can't we reach countries, start reaching countries? Why can't we bring revival to, to the United States? You know, why? Is, is it because of us? Because we're not willing? Because we're too busy? Just. God, God is looking, looking for people that He can use in, in, for His kingdom. So let's just pray. Let's just pray that God will help us. Yeah, just, let's just help, help us. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. And I know that you want us to live in faith and obedience. It's not about knowing your word, but it's also putting it into the practice. And, And I just pray for all of us, my, myself included, that you would help us.、Uh, we know that you have great things for this church. We know that you 
you care about us, you love us, you know every struggle, you know every thought that we have, and 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 so we do want to pray that you would help us and help help everyone here, that we can be used for your kingdom purposes, we can be used for a greater work, we can be used to to reach nations, to reach cities, to reach um, even small towns. If someone lives in a small town, we pray that. Even that person can can bring revival to the to the small towns. We really pray for our country. We know our country's uh, needs the Christians to rise up. Needs revival to come. Needs needs the fire of God to come upon this country. And and so I just pray that you would start choosing people out of this place, that they would go out and and spread the fire. They would go out and change this this world and change this nation for for you. So just take a little time and and uh, ask God, you know, where what area can can um, He can change in our lives? And Noah, the Word of God says that Noah walked with God. See, he was in a relationship with Him. He knew the Lord. Abraham knew the Lord. He met the Lord. And that's the key. The key is always the personal relationship. Key is always knowing our God, spending time with Him, knowing His Word, talking to Him. Because if we're not talking to Him, how can He talk back to us and tell us what to do? It always goes back to what we are created for, which is to be in a relationship with the Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. And he's waiting. He's waiting for each one of us to long to come and to be with him and to hear his voice and to give more of ourselves and to love him more because we are created to be he says that apart from him we can't do anything he wants us to come and to be a part of his plan not to walk in our own plan because the results won't be the fruitful results they may bring some satisfaction but it won't do Lord wants and the people are out there and they need you they need to hear about who our God is the one that's set us free the one that's cleansed us from our sin the one that's called us to God and his purposes so let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now it's going to be different for everyone Holy Spirit's going to speak and stir your heart. And we thank, thank the Lord that as we've heard his word today, the faith to step out in obedience is arising. It's arising, not because of who we are, but because what his word says. And his word 
is faithful and true. And Jesus Christ, the living word, is faithful and true. And it doesn't matter. His plans and his purposes shall be established. And Lord, we don't want to be a people, Lord, that are passed by and you have to go and ask someone else because we've, we've said no or we've shrunk back in fear or doubt. Father, we're asking, Lord, that God will be a people of faith. And Lord, not one of us, not one of us will not complete the course that you have for us. Father, you have so much blessing. You have things up ahead we can't even imagine. And Lord, we want to finish the race with joy, like the Apostle Paul said. And I thank you, Lord, that we can trust you. We can trust that you'll bring it to pass as we step out in obedience to your word. And if there's, an, if there's someone here, too, uh, you might say, well, I don't know this, this Jesus. I don't know who God is. I don't, I don't know about, about this word. Uh, he comes to us just where we're at. He, he doesn't expect you to, to start being somebody or start acting a certain way. But he just comes to you. No matter what you've done in the past, no matter... doesn't matter how, how bad of a person you think you are, but, but Jesus comes to us to meet us. And so today, if you don't know this Jesus, you know, you might be doubting or you, you might have even gone to church too. And, but, but you're saying to yourself, well, I really don't know this Jesus yet. Open up your heart. Say if you, you um, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that, that Jesus was raised from the dead. And that you'll you'll be saved. So the salvation message is is receiving Christ and receiving His Holy Spirit, and that's where the transformation comes. There there will be a change in your life. That's when you know Jesus has come come to you. So if there's anyone here, He's a loving God and a caring God, and just open up your heart to Him. He He loves you so much. Once you once you experience His love. You'll be changed. You'll never be the same person. All your bitterness and, and hatred and unforgiveness will, will just disappear because you'll have love. All your, your sins will be washed away. Your, your heart, your, your, all the sins will be lifted off of your, your shoulders. You'll feel lighter. You'll, you'll notice a lot of good things. So if anyone here hasn't come to know this, this Jesus, just ask him right now. Ask him into your heart and and say Jesus I want to know I want to know you I want to know this Jesus that that people talk about so today too um, everyone who wants to uh, make the commitment of walking in faith and obedience let's just let's just stand up and let's just make a uh, So now we're saying to God that we really want to make a change in our life. And, and I'm excited too because I just know that I know that I know that great things are going to happen now. When we, when we switch 
when we know the word of God, we know that God wants us to have faith. When we know that God wants to have obedience, then I know that this world's going to change for the gospel. And I'm excited about it. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm happy to see that we're willing to make this, this change in our life. And, I, and I'm talking to myself too. This, this is all coming because of myself too. Because of the, because God, I know, wants me to be obedient in more areas of my life too. So it's not me just telling you, but it's also me too. Me too. Uh, God wanting me to change. So so let's just pray to close. Heavenly Father, I thank you for, for everyone today. And I just pray that, that as they make the change to faith, to obedience, and, and the outcome is always blessing. And I pray that there will be blessing on this church. That everyone who will here will have will have blessings in their family, uh, blessings in their finances, blessings uh, in their relationships, blessings in their jobs, and that these blessings will cause other people to come to know you too. That they won't be blessings just for us to keep, but they'll be blessings for us to pass on uh, to other people. So, so we pray that this will be a church known for a church of blessing, a church of of giving, and just as as Steve was saying too, a church. A, giving church which will bring many people into the kingdom so we thank you for today we thank you for what you're going to do in jesus name we pray amen